sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, everyone. We've got people who are going to be trinkling in here over the next hour. This is Erica Salda, the queen of team, and we welcome you. If you've just joined us, thank you. Why don't you do me a huge favor, jump on Facebook and just smack that like button. I always like looking at the likes on Tuesday morning. How about you, Dr. G? We like to be liked. Uh, absolutely. Well, it's, 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 uh, it's uh, nice to be nice to the nice. <laughs> that's, a, that's a line from an old TV show. But no, it's, it's very good. Uh, I have to say that in spite of the slow growth of my subscriptions uh, on, uh, on my Tell Me Your Story uh, we- uh, YouTube site, uh, I'm, uh, I'm up to a whopping 24 subscribers. You know, that's fine. Yeah, it's early. In it's, progress. it's still early. So I'm not I'm not uh, uh, bummed by that at all. It's but it's kind of neat when you see people saying, you know, I like what you're doing. They click for you the like button. They click for me the subscription button, subscribe button, and and it's just nice to know that hey, people are definitely interested in and like what you're doing. So that's fun. I think we have almost twenty five hundred. Wow. On Facebook now, yeah, fantastic. That's all, all organic. We, you know, it's just like anything. If we sat and and had a bullpen of people just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, but I mean, I've got to say, I didn't pay for one of those likes. So nothing. It is really, truly organic. And what I love about it is being in this community as a Westmont graduate, and then as much as we all have done, because this community show is built on people that really have an investment and in this community that's and it. in yeah. the kids mm-hmm. in the nonprofit, they want to support the businesses and we all support the businesses that salute the kids because that's really about the kids and it's not until the michael bakers of the world that really uh put it into context about there's a there's a big percentage of these kids that they really do need our help if they're at or below the poverty level over 50 percent so you don't see it every day walking around. Oh, because well, of course you live in Santa Barbara. But when you look at it and you look at how many kids um, are on the assistance programs, and then that's why we salute always the Nancy Weisses of the world. We love the Carolyn Gibbons of the world. Something's good organic that go out of their way to really help the kids understand. Um, Fairview Garden. At also Fairview Gardens that help the kids in so many different ways to get attached to the earth and the dirt and understand that understand it because it's all doesn't cost anything right mm-hmm. and get that education and get the education about the nutrition because we don't want them going down that junk road path yeah Even exactly it doesn't matter how much uh, sub- yeah how much subsist how much the lack of monies that you have. Speaking of something's good organic, we just got our box again, and Dominique, you lost again. Here's Devin. <laughs> I, we got we received our first three tomatoes. I, I was a joy. I just I was so excited. I was laughing. I was giggling. Then beautiful I went out heirloom tomatoes. Beautiful. Okay, what do they call it? Uh, early birds. So what are they? So I've planted lots of different varieties of uh, non-GMO heirloom tomatoes in our garden. I started them the very beginning, first of March. And early girl, early girl, early, early girl. girl has the biggest fruit 
but I don't have any ripe tomatoes yet. So uh, we have tomatoes. But Karen not- Givens beat me again. The the, again. the fresh tomatoes <laughs> again. Say it again. She swore. Okay, you don't understand. For me, this is good. Thank I, God, I no enough. Got on to do dishes for a week, but she prob- she forgets the bets, and I have to go pull it out because we make a bet, even though it's a it's a future bet. I write it down. I put it in an envelope, and I know I have the future bet on her tomatoes. And our tomatoes, and God bless Dominique, we have over 20 plants in, and we have tomatoes, but Dominique, the bet was, okay, ripe tomatoes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and yes, three ripe tomatoes in the box, and I, I did a whole canvas. A whole, whole yard. Mine won't be ready for another month. No. <laughs> See? <laughs> so we, I mean, we have to get with her and find out what she's doing. Yeah. That's cool. And, uh, honestly, Dr. G, you won't have to buy a fruit or a vegetable here. <laughs> oh, we had a huge bumper crop on mulberries. Oh, yes, which, our mulberry tree oh. is producing beautiful amount of mulberry fruits. And our apple tree has a lot of fruit. And um, Erica, did you know there is a garden in um, across from San Marcos High School is the Galita Water District. They have a public garden that has fruit trees and they're trying to help people have ideas for a low irrigation landscape. That's also an, an edible landscape. So they have uh, a pear tree, an apple tree, an apricot tree, avocado tree, elderberry tree, mm-hmm. huge elderberry tree or, or elderberry bush. That's so big. It's, it's gorgeous. So, um, yeah, so if you want to see a garden um, in bloom that is based on a low amount of water use, but it's an edible garden, mm-hmm. you should visit the Galita Water District. And there's little pathways. It's kind of really It's cool. uh, Hollister and Puente. Yeah, it's just oh, a little cool. pathway right off of Hollister. It's really neat. You can just park on You can Puente. park. In, you know, they have parking lot. You can just well, park, in the parking lot. park in their parking lot. Yeah, and, right. and walk their garden. And it's all labeled and everything. So it's, it's really, pretty. really beautiful. And with that, well... I think your yard here has been their inspiration because well, the planter boxes oh, that you yeah. had this year, yeah, six planter boxes, enormous, yeah. is going to be. I, I had a dream that we we're going to have tables in front of the house it, this year, <laughs> and just like a swap table. It's so. a little bit of an investment to build redwood, non-treated wood, redwood uh, planter boxes. But the idea is to make it so that our older population can do gardening without having to get down on their knees and so forth. So there you go. We're trying to have fruit trees that you don't have to be on a ladder because the mulberries just fall to the ground and you can harvest them right off the ground. And then we want to have our gardens where um, it's easy to garden. Yeah. So if you have it, if you like the whole idea of getting fresh fruit and vegetables, they have different boxes. We're talking Carolyn Givens. We're talking something's good organic. It is the real deal. We've been supporting them as on the show since the beginnings for a decade now, but we've personally become CSA members for seven years now. And it, it's just so delightful. I just, it, first of all, it was really kind of nice during COVID because we had someplace that we could go once a week. <laughs> they have fresh to get because They deliver. I think, I don't, I think you have to go get it now, right? Um, she yeah. got overwhelmed with requests right. during the lockdown. Cool. And Correct. so some of us uh, took it on to go to the farm and get our box. And it's just a nice little visit, to be honest with you. You just go into the, it's an honor system. You just go into the freezer. 
you get to do a la carte boxes. Everything is so reasonable when you look at uh, the value of your time. Um, and, and she's such a delight because she's usually there and the guys are you know, working so hard. So, again, love to all of our farmers in the community for getting us the freshest, most bountiful uh, produce probably on the planet. And I'm just so thankful for all of it. Um, Can I ask a quick question? Ed, in all of your looking at the history of Santa Barbara, I know I've heard you mention the the lemon groves. And I've also heard um, a little bit about uh, walnut groves. Walnut's a dry crop. So, so yeah, yeah. it was, it was an easy deal. My grandfather grew lima beans and, and walnuts, which were basically a dry crop. So, uh, the lemons are not lemons are <clears throat> deep rooted and they require irrigation, but lemons were huge in, in Goleta and Santa Barbara Goleta in particular, uh, walnuts were all over. I remember picking walnuts, um, right across the street from, um, the, uh, chicken outlet there on state street. Yes, yes, it, was, yes. it was at one time it was a Sandman hotel. And now there's a new mixed use, building going on there that was a walnut orchard and then across the street where the where the uh chicken and jack in the box that was a lemon orchard when i was a kid wow so so we had uh, walnuts lemons lima beans i also heard that they used to grow watermelons up on the mesa did you hear anything about that um no i know that there was a fair amount of, of watermelon growing, but I don't know how commercial that was. I know uh, my father used to talk about them picking watermelons and cutting them in half and eating the, a whole half of watermelon. So I know they were there in Winchester Canyon, but I, it was not a commercial crop that I know of. Uh, we had 40, about 40 acres of walnuts and about 60 acres of uh, lima beans and five acres of lemon trees out there. Hmm. But that all, some of that came back to bite us because when we tried to develop that land, we were in a water moratorium. And the oh, water wow. meter, we only had a, a small water meter, and that was allotted based on the previous three years' use. And we were dry cropping if we were doing anything. So this is all the water you get. You, you want to build houses? Forget it. You, we're not yeah. going to give the water for it. So, wow. uh, but it, you know, it dry cropping and, and the farther back you go, if you go back to the early days of, of cattle ranching, it was basically free range cattle in the 1830s, 40s, 50s. And then in 1860 and 60, 1864, they had a severe drought and that drought wiped out the cattle industry because they were not prepared for anything except free range. They didn't have hay fields and, things to feed their cattle. That wiped out the cattle industry in Santa Barbara and Goleta. Mason, I, think Goleta. I think Dominique incarnated from 1864. <laughs> that's, that's your, that's yes, your whole yes. thing. You know, I could see that. <laughs> Before so, the car. Yeah, that's you. Dominique, you, you, mentioned, Mama. you mentioned something earlier that sparked my attention was the apple tree that they're growing in this community garden. I always assumed apples were a, a high water usage how are they treating this apple tree to make it low water usage? Yeah. You know? So there are some varieties of apples that grow well in Santa Barbara that are low water use and oh. they don't need freezing temperature. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So, well, I want to jump in. We got a minute, but just jumped into the house here. We got Michael Baker, Mayor Baker, to hey, some Michael. of us. Okay, <laughs> some of us, the Mayor Baker of Buellton. <laughs> Gonna throw that out and get it. Don't oh, start that rumor. So uh, I got to ask Michael, I know he's doing a lot with the fruits and the vegetables because he understands um, the importance of that to our kids growing up. We don't want them to think that they, what was one of the kids thought that, that, oh, was it? Uh, that, uh, oh, onions grew in trees. Yeah. And, um, exactly. Tomatoes came from bonds. Yeah, exactly. Well, that we talk about a five-year-old, but anybody associated with United Boys and Girls Club, they get educated on multi-level and in the house to explain all of that and the upcoming events. It's Michael, CEO Baker. What's happened, my friend? Hey, it's good to see everybody. Uh, sorry it's been so long. It's just been a crazy. Uh, we've, we've been working hand in hand with the schools as they've been reopening and transitioning yet again from having all the kids here during the day for distance learning to now they're back at school and getting having to hire and get ready for the after school programming again and getting back in that fold. So it's it's been an interesting interesting transition. But you know, you do mention. Um, Food and we we do we do have a program called Healthy Habits, which part of it is eating yeah. healthy as well. And uh, one of the things that we were able to do this past couple of years is we've been able to build we build a brand new commercial kitchen at our West Side Club, and that kitchen um, is named after our good friend Nancy Weiss. It's Nancy's Kitchen. Oh, and nice! Healthy cooking out of there. So that's that's something that actually got put on hold for the last 15 months because we weren't able to, weren't able to do that uh, with the kids. So now we're just starting to actually come out of that and we're going to be doing the same thing. Uh, we're going to do a campaign to raise money for our Lompoc club to build a commercial kitchen in the Lompoc club, as well as uh, the leaders that renovate that one. Cause that's, that needs a little bit of love that kitchen. Um, and uh, yeah. And our downtown club is, is uh, got a commercial kitchen too. So we're going to be doing, Healthy, we've been doing it all along, but we'll be able to do healthy food that's created here at the Boys and Girls Club. Not that we're bringing wow, in. Wow, that's beautiful. So that's, that's happening. So it's good. It's good. And then, that's excellent. Now, I know because I've been out there, you've lo- you launched it years and years and years ago as far as the kids growing food. The kids do have gardens, right, at the clubs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, we, have, we actually have uh, garden beds at all of our club locations with the exception of uh, we still haven't put it in up at Camp Whittier yet. We're going to be putting that in there. Um, but we've had that in there uh, recently because we actually put in pretty recently uh, within the last seven months through the Audacious Foundation. Uh, Paul and Jane Orfala uh, gave us funding because they're really big on healthy, healthy eating as well. So, um, <laughs> and ironically, this, the, the, with the club I'm in right now, the downtown club uh, has the nicest garden of all of them. And it's been at least four or five turnovers of the crops that we've actually sent home with the families. Um, nice. Tomatoes, radishes. I mean, you, you name it, they're growing, they're growing everything. It's all organic too. It's great. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Now you've got a big event coming in June. I want to talk about that. I also want to hook you with Dr. D. If you want to get some more commercial advertising about that, I'll let you talk about it. Some kind of poker rally. Um, we'll get all the details, but let's do this. We've got all new, launch all new commercials. We've had a lot of new relationships that I actually want to, um, during break, Michael, tell you about. 
that I think would be good for the club that I'm really excited. People have reached out in the community want to be a part of King Sports Radio, what we're doing. So let's get to all of that more after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Assault of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Michael Baker. How we doing? Michael Baker. All right, tell us what's going on. Seriously, let's, let's, how, how can we help the kids? I know you're running around, but we've got some events now, and they look better than they did three months ago as far as an opportunity yep. to really get out and this is a cool one I, I really like this it's one of your best ones so i'm gonna i'm gonna catch you off guard completely erica which i love yeah. doing so we actually have an event this saturday night we are the very first in-person event in santa barbara county this saturday night we're gonna have 150 wow. people our carpentry auction so we're doing that this Saturday night, 150 people. That's max we can have. Beautiful. Yep. So we're good to go. We're doing it. And that's happening this Saturday night. You can't even get a ticket. So don't worry about it. Anybody watching this, you cannot get a ticket anymore. It's too late. Um, we got the that's test. Exciting. That's good news. No, it, it is. It is. We're excited. People are really, you can already go online and do it and bid. You can go to our unitedbg.org and, and look at the website and bid on the auction items already. That's a, that went live today. Um, and so the, the, the event that you were talking about though, that is a little different. Um, we normally in May, we normally have what we call the car rally. We haven't been able to do that for the past. This will be our second year. We haven't been able to do it because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really feel comfortable doing that this year. Uh, didn't feel we could do it justice, if you will, um, with all the restrictions and everything is just too, too challenging. So what we did do though, is we do have a lot of people that are car enthusiasts, which are big supporters of the club. So we created a, an event that we're doing the, uh, so far just this year. We're not planning on doing it annually, uh, but we're going to be doing it in June. It's going to be a poker run. And the way that's going to work is you go, you basically you're going to be driving. It's a drive. And at each stop, you get a card. And then the, and then the, the, the uh, driver and navigator that gets the best poker hand with the cards that they get, they win at the end of the day. And there's a nice lunch and there's, snacks along the way and it's it's a fun it's a it's a chance for people and very covid friendly too because they're in their car right people are staying are not coming in contact with a lot of other people where the elements that are missing from the traditional rally we're not having all the challenges along the way and people stopping and doing all the the, the uh, interesting events that they do uh, during the rally so this it's going to happen june 25th i'm sorry june 26th excuse me june 26th and um information will be coming out next week. We'll be releasing it. We so wanted to wait till you enter in a car. What is it? $500,000 for the car. Yeah. It's $1,000 for you and the navigator. So it's a driver and a navigator. Yeah. They entered and you can bring any cars. No, it doesn't have to be, you know, the top line car and be whatever kind of car you want. There's no speeding. Of course, it's not a race. And right. uh, everybody, everybody will do a staggered launch. And then they'll they'll um, they'll get to the different locations to get their cards, and then at the end we'll have a we'll have a, a, a nice lunch together, and we'll announce yeah. who the winners are, and that'll be it. Um, and it'll be nice proceeds to benefit the boys and girls club, United Boys and Girls Clubs, and uh, 
I'm not, I can't, I'm sworn to secrecy on where the route is. I will not tell you what the route is. You will not find out till that day. I have one question about the route. Okay. Just one question. Okay. Sure. Does it go by your house? I can tell you this. (laughs) I say the same thing every year about the rally. At some point in the route, you're going to go north, you're going to go south, you're going to go east, and you're going to go west. That's as much information as I'll give you, Doc. I know what the route is now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Funny. Okay, so what percentage capacity are we, are we working with, Michael, at the club? Is it half now, or where, where are we at? Yeah, we're about 60% capacity now. So we were at 45%. We're at 60 And when we go into yellow, which hopefully is going to happen here soon, that will change a little bit. Um, But the exciting thing, the really exciting thing, Erica, and I I know this this, Dominique is going to love this, Camp Whittier, thriving. So we got people outdoors. We got schools calling us, saying, hey, we got kids there. We got the summer planned pretty well. It's going well. But we always have opportunities there. Great place for corporate retreats. Beautiful outdoors. We got... We don't have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit, hit you with my thickest New York accent, okay? We don't have one. We have two zip lines. Two. Two. Oh, you got two of them? Two. Two zip two. lines. Oh, two. my goodness. Capiche? Capiche? Yeah, we got two. <laughs> um, so now we have two, we have two zip lines, and the, the pool is looking great. The, the hiking and tennis courts and, and uh, the low ropes course. It's, 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 it's. Camp Whittier is never So give a shout out of appreciation because I know there are people in the community that helped bring Whittier back after the fire. Tom Heath, Tom Heath, Athena Contractors. Tom Heath took it upon himself and it, and it really is the Sunrise Rotary, uh, Rotary Club. Sunrise has adopted Camp Whittier for decades. They've been the charity. We've been the charity of choice. and They've done so many projects up there over the years. Um, Tom Heath, is the head of uh, Athena Contractors. He took on the project of rebuilding the camp with the cabins and everything. And really, I mean, I was able to sleep better at night knowing he was handling this because it was a nightmare dealing with the insurance company and just everything. Wow. It was just a nightmare. Um, but he, he handled the whole thing. And true to his form, um, when the whole, you know, he's a project manager. And, you know, on, an event, on a program like that, you can, you can make a pretty decent amount of money managing a rebuild uh especially that the insurance company's paying he didn't charge us a dime mm. wow didn't charge us a dime in fact made it made a very nice donation afterwards from his wow. own company uh to support camp um wow. that's that's tom heath so tom heath god bless him you see him heath, uh, we, we love you on t-sports radio yeah good man, Woo! Good that's man. It. it's guys like that and, and ladies like that in this town and we've gotten hit with more than just COVID with the fire, like all the fires yeah. and the flood. And it just, we were so resilient because it, the city is, is a really, it's a city that manifests. It's just, it loves, I don't know how to say yeah. it. It just loves from within because there's people that just really appreciate what we have because we have the privilege to live here. So I really, I really, and it just attracts leadership. And like you, like yourself, Michael, you know, I've been a big fan of yours since day one. So well, really tell, tell everyone how we can help out the Boys and Girls Club. Go on the, go on the, we got the carp auction. You can go yeah, online. The and then- pretty well sold out. So that's, that's not a, a, an area that uh, we can get more tickets for, but the, 
the the rally another rally excuse me the the, um the poker run that's going to be one that we will we will release it next week and you know not limited how many cars we can have we want to have as many cars as possible um we'll probably get we're we're thinking we'll probably get about 60 70 cars people wanting to do it um and we have we have a lot of people that are car you're only allowed to have two in the car correct you only have to have two people in the car driver and navigator yep I mean, again, you can't like that. You can't like have a lemon in a Volkswagen. No. Yeah. You, you, you know, a real party. No. Knowing, knowing Sal as well as I do, Sal is going to try to get a hold of a Boys and Girls Club van and fill it with people to get in this exactly. rally. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, that's not going to work. Yeah, it's a bus. What's a bus? A big yellow bus. Yeah, big yellow bus. Yeah. There you go. You get a school bus, I'll let you go in with a school bus. How about a submarine? A big yellow submarine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, Michael. Michael, we love you. I know you're a busy guy, but we got to take another break. If you could stick around, great. If not, I'm going to catch you on the. I'm going to circle around, okay, and, and catch you, okay, real okay. soon, all right? You got Lots it. Lots of love, Michael. Let's take Thank another you. break. It's Erica Salda, the queen of teen. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. We are back. I'm Ed Langlow, and I'm dealing with a little bit of a cold or, or an allergy right now. My doctor can't decide which one it is, so he's throwing medications at me right and left. But uh, I'm here, and I'm going to do today's segment of If Only I'd Known. Today's segment is Timing is Everything. And I call it the critical path or the importance of good planning, but it's something I never thought about as part of the value of or what you might learn from playing school sports. But as I read a sports column from a 1956 issue of Santa Barbara News Press, it hit me. If you learn the importance of planning at a young age, you can reap huge benefits from it. Where learning good planning at an older age, you may not have enough time to do much with it. Sometimes it's just too late. So I thought this would make a good mentors topic. So let me go back to the beginning of why I had this thought. I mentioned a couple of weeks back that my older brother had played football for Santa Barbara High in the late 50s, and he had loaned me his scrapbook. The first news press article I read in his book had an interesting storyline. Obviously, every year graduation brings changes to the football team, but In 1956, the baton had been passed for the coaches as well. Clarence Schutte had come back from the war, but he was no longer the head football coach. A fellow named Sam Cathcart had taken his place with Mike Maropoulos as the line coach. They planned to trim 
the 76 candidates for the team down to 55. So here's a quote from that article. Cathcart has warned, however, that seniors will be the first to be trimmed. If there is a junior at his position who is as good or who has shown almost as much potential in the workouts, and I knew exactly where this was going, while naturally concentrating on this season, the Don staff also is thinking in terms of allowing promising sophomores and juniors to see as much action as possible, thus building up an experienced reserve for the following season, end quote. So if you're a senior that didn't start applying yourself until this season, you might be spending some time on the bench or in the dugout or on the sidelines. And that sounds a little harsh, but I think you'll find that life can be harsh. So get in the habit of planning ahead, uh, being prepared for what you want to do down the road. When I got in the air conditioning trade, for example, I signed a union indenturement agreement with the contractor to work 40 hours a week and attend classes at night to learn the trade. And the contractor guaranteed me a job at certain wage increases and benefits. I was 23 at the time, and I was told I got in just under the wire because 24 was the maximum age for the apprenticeship program. And uh, that was all the same logic that Coach Cathcart had used. They didn't want to invest four years training an apprentice if he wasn't going to be around for a long career. My advice is to apply that logic to your own life while you're young. Learn everything you can. Learning might be how to throw a good fastball or learn what you need to know about that occupation you have your eye on. But now's the time to do it. So you'll have more time to benefit from the knowledge or ability that you gain. Promise you this. If you look at your future, whether it's tomorrow or 10 years down the road, and start preparing yourself now, you'll be miles ahead of the game for it. I'm Ed Langlo. I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known. Hey, And it you came can... just from a small article, that, uh, and it's always the first one. I, I actually accused my brother of setting me up, but... The first page that I opened, the first thing that's on top, and when I went from his, actually his boys club football scrap portion of the book, and I turned the next page to the high school, 1956, the first article I read had that quote in there, and uh, there it is. There's my, there's my talk. I love about that because I always advertise inside of your books, precisely because of those, because it's like a legacy planner, right? And when you read it, it's the, the theme is the same. Uh, if, you, if you look at the kids' scrapbooks today, teen athletes, if you look at the teen athletes, I just actually went into my scrapbook because my kids called me out on my 14-0 softball season as a junior. So, of course, <laughs> I had to show them the picture, you know, the whole thing, the whole season, me in the picture, you know, just, just to make sure how to justify everything. But it was fun reading all the quotes, and it was fun reading about what people yeah. um, listed, uh, writ- had written in the yearbook back in those days. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, a never-ending theme. We have um, Richard Ellsworth is in the house. He just popped in. He just started. He just completed his class. He teaches over at Braille. Uh, we're going to get back with Richard and more right after these messages. Listen in Chicago. Listen in Chicago. 
are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Assault of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. This is Richard Ellsworth from the Braille Institute and Mountain Sage Healing Arts. How are you all today? Great. Well, I have something that I want to throw at you, Richard. So duck, okay? If you can't handle it, because you know, I always like to <laughs> throw something from behind the side. That's it. My little, little, little kung fu action. I love this. All right? I just talked about protective so techniques. we have somebody in the house um, right now. That's <laughs> it. We have someone in the house right now that wants to talk to you and has a list of uh, symptoms and I said, whoa, 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 whoa! Before you take all these meds, why don't we take this from a different approach and let's talk to Richard Ellsworth at Mountain State Healing first. So that person in this house is—you might think it's Richard Duke, and it is not. That is incorrect. It is our own. If only I'd known, Ed Langlow. Ed Langlow. Has got issues, and we have to fix them. All right, Ed, tell them what's going on. Okay, Richard. So, and I mentioned earlier on the air that I'm having some issues. Uh, About three days ago, I had a little bit of a sore throat, and it turned into a cough. So I thought, eh, out of precaution, I'll call my doctor. He said, I can't tell whether you have a cold or, but allergies are going around. So he started throwing all these medication, prednisone, and all these prescription drugs at me. So, I wanted to know from your standpoint, what would you recommend for, particularly for allergies, what would you recommend as a holistic treatment? Okay. So the, the very first thing that almost any naturopath will, will say for allergies is something called quercetin. And uh, quercetin is a supplement that you can get in capsules. It's a yellowish color. It's spelled Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. And, uh, but quercetin is also naturally found in high concentrations in apples and specifically the granny Smith of apples, the, the, the green ones. Um, and, uh, eating about three of those a day as sour and tart as they might be, even if you have them with peanut butter, almond butter, whatever, but being able to have three of those a day, whether it's with a meal caught up in something, whether it's as a snack, whether you bake it into something, um, will get you the amount of quercetin that you need. Um, otherwise okay. you can also get a supplement. So that's the first thing. Now, this time of year, nature always has our back and it's really amazing how everything works, but this time of year, singing nettles are available and it's allergy season. So how perfect is that? Yeah. Nature says, okay, it's allergy season. Well, I'm going to give you something during this time of year just to help you out because I love you that much <laughs> and, uh, singing nettles are kind of challenging because you have to wear gloves when you harvest them. Um, but because uh, they, they will sting you, they have volatile oils on them, but they go away when you cook them or put them in hot water um, or even just wash them in, in regular water. The, oil, the oils will die. Um, so what happens is, is you'll flip probably about the, the, two, the top two inches. You really want the, the bud and the, the top leaves. Um, you clip it off and you can dry them. You can, uh, um, you can put them in soups. You can make a tea from it. Um, and that will also help your allergy system, your, your allergy symptoms extraordinarily quickly and effectively. Um, 
and uh, how how wonderful that, that nature gives them to us. And those grow all over Santa Barbara. I mean, they're they're in weed patches. People find them in the corners of their garden. Um, if uh, nettles are very common in hay, so if you go anywhere where there have been horses or a place where horses might have been kept at any point, there are guaranteed to be stinging nettles around, whether they're growing on the side of buildings or in a pasture. Um, and they have very sharp, jagged leaves, so they're, they're pretty easily identifiable. Um, so those are the top two allergy remedies by far. Um, now, if it's not necessarily an allergy thing, but if it is more of a cold-related thing, Surprisingly enough, one of the things that will cure it more quickly than anything else is more than a good night's sleep. So that means if yeah. a good night's sleep for you is eight hours, nine to ten hours. Seven hours is good for me. It's so if seven hours is your normal, then go eight yeah. or nine hours. And, yeah. and even if you have to make yourself fall asleep or take a nap throughout the day, if there's a cold right. coming on, what sleep does is just phenomenal. The body just engages all of its organs and detox pathways all at once. Everything starts moving, circulating. Now, if you have blocked circulation, that's another thing. And with circulation, I always go back to the Robin Hood cure. And interestingly enough, the Robin Hood cure will also work for a cold or allergies because circulation is the body's cure for everything. If you upregulate your circulation, you're going to be fine. That's why everyone's like exercise, exercise, exercise. That's the cure for so many things. Right. What they're really doing with exercise is they're supporting your circulation. So if you don't necessarily have time or the inclination to go outside and ride a bike or go for a run, what you can also do is take your feet and stick them in a bucket of hot water. And that pulls all the blood that's way up here in your head all the way down throughout your body. And it engages that circulatory system, opens up all your arteries, your pathways, and your body will flush things out really fast. And yeah, that's it's the, amazing. What, Poking your feet does so much. Is that the Robin Hood? Is that what you were referring yeah, to as Robin? Robin Hood cure. It so robs the blood Robin from Hood your... cure because it it takes the blood from the rich, which is your head. <laughs> it gives it, it to the poor, which is your down foot. to the poor, which is your feet. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. Feet never get enough circulation. Yeah, yeah. I have to try that, and that's what I. As far as the exercise, that that was my first inkling that something was wrong. Was I was finishing up a my exercise routine and I, I didn't feel good. And the next day I had a sore throat. So that was, uh, <clears throat> that was probably part of the, the onslaught of whatever I have. If it's a cold as I wore myself down and, and it allowed the cold to take hold. But, and that's, that's an important point to, to really know your body's limitations because yeah. as, as helpful as exercise can be, sleep is, is even more important because when you exercise, you're burning off all of that energy that your body can otherwise use to heal itself. So right. If someone starts to feel yeah. sick, believe it or not, exercise is the worst thing they can do. And people will say, oh, well, I yeah. exercise, I sweat it out, so on and so forth. No, if you I want to go with the sweat it out method, have some ginger tea or put some cayenne <laughs> on your food. Yeah. But exercise is not going to be the answer for that type of thing. No. Uh, so, oh, that's uh, awesome. Good job. Good chatter there. I'm going to, I have an email, but I'll save it for next week. We've got a minute left, but Dominique wanted to start off and ask a question well, as well too. For, is it a real question? Yeah, yeah. I had a quick question, Richard. How are you helping visually impaired people um, figure out which, uh, if, if it's food supplements or maybe there's a medication, how do they identify their different bottles so that they don't take the wrong thing? Yeah. So that, that's a really good point. So 
Um, having a medication organizer, a pillbox organizer, is extraordinarily helpful, and this is for everybody. I mean, I take I take so many supplements. I need a, a pillbox organizer too, and the ones for the visually impaired, so they can feel what's on it, feel the letters. They're usually a lot bigger and thicker, and that's just enough size for me to fit the the vast amount of pills I throw in there. Um, but for the bottles themselves, I mean, sticking an elastic around them. I'm using something like like puff paint that's a sort of sticky paint that will dry and, and stick to the top that you can draw different symbols and shapes on. Uh, but also getting your medication in bottles that feel different um, is also really helpful. And as we get older, we tend to, to start to need to take more supplements. So not only for the visually impaired, but but for the elderly. And then, you know, when it comes to, I mean, you can never have, you can never, you can never supplement too much of things that you're missing. So if you're not getting what you need from your diet and you're supplementing a lot, even if you're a, a teen athlete, especially, and you have a ton of pill bottles, but you have to rush off to a meet and you don't have time to, to go through everything, to have those labels clearly on your bottle so you can just go, you know, fast. I mean, it, it really makes a difference being organized and labeling and just having everything in its place. Love it. And kudos to the Braille Institute. We're hearing a lot of great buzz of everything that you guys are uh, creating as far as the program and then also identifying over a thousand kids that are have visual impairments so and then now working out working through the schools for them and resurrecting their team program it's very exciting i'm really excited that you're at where you're at and um it's there's a bright future for braille so Thank you, and uh, thank uh, Angela as well. Absolutely. So let's take it. Yeah. So let's take it. Want to take a little break? Let's yeah. Take, we've got it. We've got more. All right. Nobody go anywhere. Got a lot more new commercials right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello. Welcome back. This is Dominique Hackett from Santa Barbara Wellness Center. And um, I have an interesting question, which applies to our teens as well as uh, anyone of any age. I heard an interesting statement that when we hear scientific information, like um, if you're looking at the components of water and you talk about water being H2O, this is uh, information. But when you talk about water and maybe in an emotional way, you talk about uh, the idea of visualizing washing someone's feet. Like if you're, you have an issue with someone and, and you want to make things better between you, you can visualize in your mind washing their feet and saying you're sorry. And what I found out was when you visualize doing something with the water that creates an emotion inside of you, that actually changes the brain. But the information, the scientific information that water is H2O, that does not change the brain. So um, what I was interested in getting everyone's comments and uh, Richard in particular 
is um, how interesting it is that science is recognizing the importance of the imagination and that our getting our imagination engaged in our life and using that visualization technique that we can do uh, when we're um, trying to make life better, mm -hmm. that this has a profound effect and it has an effect on the brain. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? You want to go first, Richard, because this is all what you're about. You're all into that visualization. You got two minutes, so don't cog up all the time. Okay? But okay. you're the young one here. Absolutely. I mean, visualization is, is critical. It really helps things to sink into our subconscious mind. So as you were mentioning washing people's feet, I was seeing it myself, and I was like, wow, this is, this is something I, I'm absolutely going to do because, I mean, regardless of, of whether I – buy into the into the, the water concept itself just having that visualization i can already feel it changing the way i feel about that person so that that person can then reflect the positivity back to me so you, you can't go wrong when it comes to water i could talk forever but we'll do that on a on another show guess what now you you did you took up all our time i want to continue this next week uh but i have to thank everybody thank you dr d thank you and dominique richard Support United Boys and Girls Club. Reach out and support Something's Good Organic, our farmers. We love our farmers. God bless Santa Barbara. Smile for the rest of the week. See you next week. For the best of